All right, now, second time retaking this because Grant's family came in. <laughs> but uh, it is 3.40, two hours away from graduation. And we wanted to run a final podcast at the Siebel Center, one of our last in-person ones for a while. And this one's going to be more of a personal one. We're going to do reflections on our time in college and what we've learned through the podcast and even from each other. And so we're going to run through some stuff about what we're doing next and kind of what we've learned and predictions for each other and then some other questions that we we cooked up. But yeah, first I'm going to start out with the summer. This is the first chunk of time that we've had where we actually have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember the last time Mm -hmm. that that was. It literally might have been freshman year summer. Right. And that wasn't even the case because we couldn't really do anything because of COVID. Right. So this is the first time in literally four or five years where we've had nothing to do. How are you going to spend this unstructured time before you start? I know you start in January. So Mm -hmm. you have around, what, seven months? Yeah. What are you going to do? Seven months of semi-structured time now. So I'm thinking about it in kind of two ways. So I'm going to be traveling uh, quite a bit. So going to Europe at the beginning of the summer and then going to San Francisco for about a month uh, in the middle of the summer. And I really want to use the summer to kind of grow in a lot of ways and to create in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So growth-wise, I think getting outside of uh, my comfort zone in Europe, right, going to Iceland with eight guys, we're getting RVs, riding around an island. Right. And not sleeping in hotels. I think that'll be kind of a very uncomfortable experience in in the best possible way. You can make it comfortable. (laughs) Cody, cuddle up, cuddle up with somebody. Um, And make sure that I come out of that kind of more confident in myself, more confident just going about, you know, living in different parts of the world and feeling like that's a fun thing to explore and not being scared kind of to be in a different part of the world. Right. Um, And then being in San Francisco, I think I'm really excited about kind of the community of people creating things. Uh, the community of people working and on you're computer there science for stuff. Just a month, right? Yep, going to San Fran for a month, uh, crashing Kahan. on Kahan's couch, and just gonna be living it up there. Hopefully, meeting someone new every day. Uh, I remember Jalen had that goal um, when he moved to Vienna for study abroad. I think I'm gonna take that to heart and try to meet at least one person new every day, mm-hmm. and go from there. Find a great community. Work on creating the podcast. I think this is really lit a fire in me in terms of how fun it is to create your own thing and to kind of see it come into the world and have really great support from the people around you and to kind of just see it grow and prosper. So I think those are going to be the biggest things to me. One, kind of like growing personally, and then two, working on creating, working on learning, coding, uh, writing, reading, all that stuff. Yeah. How about you? How's the, how are you going to spend this time? Similar, similar. I start a little bit earlier, so I start in September. Mm -hmm. So from today, I have about three and a half months to do some cool stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm definitely going to travel. I haven't really traveled internationally in a while. Mm-hmm. The last trip I took was to Spain, and that was more than a year ago now. And that's irregular for me. I'm traveling every year most of the time. Right. And so what I'm going to do is my parents just moved back to Australia where I was born, and they're reconnecting with people there as well. I'm going to go back there, and that's going to be my home base for the summer. And from there, I'm going to fly to a couple different places. First, I'm doing a Philippines trip with Jack and Ariman. Okay. So it'll be good. Those are my boys. Like, we'll have fun. We don't really have anything planned, but <laughs> should be some good island time. Doing a lot of diving. Island fun. Yeah. <laughs> doing my doing my, uh, my scuba diving that I haven't done in a while that I really enjoy. And then from there, I'm going to Zambia and Zimbabwe with my family hmm. to go back to a school that we worked on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. See how that's going. 
Siha, we set up kind of an agricultural farm, uh, like watering system for them. And so we want to see if that's still working good and helping them and then doing a lot of um, wildlife stuff. And then coming back, going to live in Australia from then to my start date. So that'll be about two months. I want to keep boxing. Sam put me onto boxing and it's been, I've only done it once a week. I want to mm-hmm. amp that up a little bit because I'll have a lot more time. And my dad just told me that my sister started an MMA, MMA gym no that has boxing. But yeah, then my only, my only real other goal, I have two goals. And one is to reconnect with my family a little bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't lived with my family in eight years. And a part of that's been good for the way I've grown and the way I've seen things. But I've missed out on a lot of, I think, quality time with my sister, especially. And so hoping to, you know, foster a really good relationship with her before I go into kind of a work life and I won't get to see her on a yearly basis. Um, and then the last one is just take a ton of photos. Yeah. Uh, I want to burn my camera out. There's a little, just like how a car has miles on it. There's a shot count on a camera and I want to just deplete it. I want to just <laughs> give that thing no value. What are you planning on taking pictures of? My end goal is wedding photography, right? I want to be a second shooter for some wedding photographers, which is basically, um, a really low paying position where you just take photos that they need you to take and you're mm-hmm. kind of a backup if they don't get the, the a moment or something like that. So right. it's low paying, a lot of fun, good experience, and also like no risk. If mm-hmm. you mess up, then it doesn't really matter because you were never <laughs> the primary photographer. Be, right, exactly. So there's yeah. no real risk to it. And I think it'll be good experience to take some photos that really just have meaning to specific people. Yeah. But Shout yeah, out if, if anyone's listening, looking for a wedding photographer. Yeah, let me know. Or <laughs> even just someone to, to back up a wedding photographer that you paid thousands of dollars for. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He's nice with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the goal for the summer and then come back. Cool. I love that. I love that you're taking long-term goals, one around fitness. I think that's been something that you've had in your mind since the beginning of the year. Uh, just going, getting into boxing. Lifting was a big thing earlier in the year. Making strides on that. And then two, going out and saying, uh, I really want to do photography eventually. I'm going to take strides this summer to make that a reality. And mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited to see what you do. Yeah, same yeah. with you. I want to hear all about San Francisco whenever you get back because I think that would be a good, good way to – I don't know if you mentioned the startup stuff, um, but yeah. I think you'll have a lot of fun meeting people out there. Yeah. So then from there, let's move into predictions for each other. So I think this could be a fun section. Basically, for the audience, we're going to make predictions about where we see each other at any point in the next five years. So things that we think are going to happen to the other person – we know each other pretty well now, and I think these are yeah. going to be uh, kind of revealing of it, it's sometimes hard to understand yourself. Like, we're a stranger unto ourselves, that quote. Uh, and I think this will be an interesting opportunity to kind of reflect on where, how yeah. we see each other. I can start. Okay. So the way I thought about mine, and we also didn't really talk about our answers to these questions too. So yeah, if they're different, that's why. Um, <laughs> but it is, this is how I thought about it. I thought mm-hmm. about it from, I thought about it in like a odds way so if Mm. i had to bet on what you were doing in the future okay i ordered it out so one thing i know that i would put a lot of money on is that you'll still be reading and i know and i i'm pretty sure that that'll definitely still be the case the only thing that'll be different is i think you'll be reading more Mm. um i think that you'll find that the free time that you have is we don't have much free time now as it is and we will have free time between now and the job but once we hit that job I think we'll value it a lot more. And so I think you'll be spending a lot more time reading than you do now, which would be kind of ridiculous because you spent a lot of time reading. But, um, yeah, and then the other thing is uh, I really think that I have high expectations and I hope um, 
I don't even hope. I I know that we'll keep this going. I don't know mm-hmm. what this will be in five years. Like I mm-hmm. have no idea, but mm-hmm. I hope it's better than it is. A lot better than it is now, at least. Yeah. And I know that it'll still be going. So that's my next one. Okay. I think you'll have worked on several side projects by then. Um, maybe nothing like crazy successful because mm-hmm. you know you'll still have to be putting a lot of time in your job. But I know that at this point your personal website should be pretty baller. Check it out. It's live, right? GrantHale.com. Check it out. Check it, check out. it out. And then from there, <laughs> you um, hopefully in Paul Graham, in his style, you would have written several essays on your perspective on life by then as well. Yeah. Which I'm excited to read. And in five years, if you don't have a master's in CS, I think I'll <laughs> personally come and kill you. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there's no way that you spent four years wanting to learn so much about CS and you did get to, but not as much as I would have wanted you to and you would have wanted you to. Yeah. And so I think you need that. I don't know if it's going to be a master's, but I think it should be. I mean, that's probably like the most likely thing. Um, at least more learning in CS. Yeah. Something like that. And then I was thinking about where you'd be next. And I was thinking, we talked about Brooklyn before. Mm-hmm. I think that's a still a thing in my head a little bit. I do think, though, that Brooklyn is similar to Chicago in terms of how it is as a place. I think it wouldn't be too different from living in Chicago other than you don't have family there and you might not know as many people. And so I think that I could also see you ending up in a place that um, has more nature and has more different elements to it. Um, somewhere that I visited that I told you I really liked was Denver. Mm. I could see you living in Denver. Um, somewhere like that. I don't know. That's a that's a higher odds one. Yeah, let me respond to a couple of those. I think I definitely agree with the Brooklyn idea. I think it's similar to Chicago in a lot of ways. And I've thought about, I originally, me and Sherrod were talking about transferring offices to Brooklyn just to kind of get a new experience, get out to New York City. And I, the more I think about it, the less I see myself in Brooklyn, the more I see myself in a more natural place, like you said. I'm excited to see San Francisco on that end. Uh, mm. Computer science is something that I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of days and was having an interesting conversation with somebody last night around what it, like software is this big prestigious thing right now, right? Everybody's graduating college, trying to get into computer science. And I was asking my grandma this morning, she's in for graduation, and I was asking her what she, the biggest fields that were uh, prestigious when she was growing up, right? Accounting. Accounting, doctors, <laughs> medicine, uh, lawyers, et cetera, right? There's just been this evolution of different fields. And me and Sherrod have been thinking about this for a while. What's the next field? And software seems like it's already kind of saturated. Like It seems like something that is... I don't know. There's a lot of hype around AI, but there's a lot of experts. There's a lot of people already in it. So I wouldn't be surprised if I spent more time on something that I really thought to be the next step as opposed outside to just of software. CS? Outside of CS, potentially. But do you think software is all that is the horizon for CS? Like if you get, if you get a master's in CS, you're working in software. That would be so like most of computer science, you would be working in software. I'd have to get something like computer engineering to be working in hardware or robotics or something like that. Which I could totally see myself doing too, because I've been curious about like electronics right. lately and yeah. all that stuff. But I wasn't even yeah. thinking about that. I wasn't even thinking about getting a job or you getting a job in CS. I just oh, just for personal, yeah, just for like learning it. Because yeah. at the same time, just because I'll even use accounting honestly as mm-hmm. an example. Okay, just because accounting, in my opinion, is a dying field. I take that with a grain of salt. I don't know really what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> It was bigger. It used to be way bigger 20 years ago than it is now. I think that's probably a fact. Mm -hmm. And just because it's like that kind of field doesn't mean that learning it is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. 
I still think there's value in my accounting degree and what I learned from it and the things I learned and the logical concepts I learned. And so I think it's much more tangible with CS. I could see you using that yeah. um, in another field outside of soft. You're right, like the discipline and all that stuff. Right, I think of, the, the reason I say that is because I think of the people that we've interviewed mm-hmm. and I, I mean, obviously they're professors and they can kind of do whatever they want, but they don't really do things like with software. You know, they, they mm-hmm. use computer science to think about the world a little bit differently. Right, and, like Wade Fagan, for example. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of that could be from self-study, but I don't know. I, I won't be, maybe I will be a little bit prescriptive. I think you could, I think there's a part of you that thinks that you need somewhere on paper that's more than your minor that says you know about CS. I used to feel like that. You don't think and that now anymore? I've actually felt very averse to degrees and like things on paper lately. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to, I think we've had this conversation briefly about like grades and all the tangible things that we get out of college, like the quote unquote achievements, right? Like GPA, uh, like scholar awards, et cetera. Like all these like cords that people have on. It looks like people are wearing like blinging like rappers on stage. Uh, and I've lately been much more focused on the feeling, like Jeff Erickson put it, stretching out your horizon and saying 60 years from now, I'm going to be still be working. And what's going to be the best decision for me right now? I don't necessarily know if getting a master's is the best way to do that. It might be. And like getting a PhD might be or whatever it might lead to, but uh, we'll see kind of as that, as that road goes down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move, keep this episode moving. What, uh, let's, let's make some predictions about you now, Sherrod. Be nervous, be nervous. (laughs) I'm playing. Uh, okay. So you're gonna spend the summer in Australia. I think the things that you mentioned, I actually had his prediction. So I thought you were going to be taking a lot of, a lot of pictures, Mm. a lot of nature pictures, a lot of, uh, things around you, especially in a place like Australia, with a lot of natural beauty. Friends in the Philippines, I think those kids are very lucky to be on the trip with you. I think there's going to be some pretty sick shots uh, taken on that trip. Hopefully. And then boxing was also another prediction. I think you're going to continue to do that for a while. And maybe some evolution of boxing also. I think sports like that are, like, they're competitive, they're fun. And then they also kind of let out part of you that is seems so good for, like, staying grounded and staying, like, you as Sherrod and, like, us as people. So I think that's something that you're going to continue to love and continue to work on yeah, in the future. Uh, I think you'll, when we start at BCG, I think you'll be, you'll like the job, but I don't think you'll love the job. And I think that'll be uh play out for a while. So I think you'll probably end up working at BCG if I had to guess for, let me look deep into your soul, <laughs> maybe two years, one and a half years, somewhere in there. And I think you'll be taking pictures on the side. So I think you'll be doing wedding photography. I think that'll kind of pick up this summer. And I think you'll continue to do that and still really enjoy that on the weekends in the summer, especially uh, as time goes on. Mm. I think those skills will continue to be honed. Yeah, I think what I see you doing long-term and what I think you're most excited about is some type of creative direction with design or with uh, something like uh, photography or you've been matching your photography professor around people that have design houses or like creative studios where they'll take in either an advertisement or some type of passion project that someone has and then create a brand and an image and... and mm build that up from the ground up i think also talking to rachel the other day rachel switzky the director of the civil center uh i could totally see you doing something like design consulting where you're thinking through how people can you know create things and make them look a certain way and have just beautiful aesthetics and a great image around it so i think if i had to guess that's where i'd see you ending up in about five years somewhere in there what do you think about that i think next i'm gonna get into where i see you living but 
that's where I don't even know. I I haven't even really thought too much about where I see myself in five years. Mm-hmm. A part of me wants to do more school, but I've been thinking mm-hmm. recently. I definitely don't think I want to do an MBA. I don't really know what else I would really do. The only other like thing I can really think about is law school. But even that, I've been thinking. I know we talked about that recently, but I've just been thinking about what the implications of that would really be, and whether I would be not wasting, but giving up a lot of time for something I don't even know I'm super committed to. Right. So I do think. Oh, in terms of BCG, I don't know. Maybe I won't say on this podcast. I don't, wanna, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want anyone to hear, but I don't know. I don't know how long I'll be there. I think of the jobs that I had the opportunity to get, this is by far the best one, not only in terms of like exit opportunities, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like the stuff was, just this summer was really cool. I had good experiences and I had bad experiences, but I met a lot of cool people through it. And... It was very honestly uh, a summer of teaching me that this isn't some dead end. You know, like I hit mm-hmm. BCG and I'm done. There was people in BCG who worked in BCG and did other things. I mean, John Legend from BCG, <laughs> classic example. Right. But people that went and did actual things that they were passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even because of maybe BCG, but a lot of the skills that they gained from there allowed them to do that. Um, the design stuff. I want to read some of those books that we got a Google search for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The design stuff seems really cool. I got to figure, I got to look more into that a little bit, but Mm -hmm. the creative house stuff is, um, I love that a lot. The only thing that I would probably insert into there is maybe working for like Adobe or Canon is in the cards. I don't even know what that looks like because a lot of the time, to do a role, like a creative strategy role, mm-hmm. you need to come from maybe one of those design places or maybe you need to have like four or five years at a company like BCG. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But yeah. Also, learning a little bit more about optics on like a real physics level, I think, is becoming maybe not more important to the world, but more mm-hmm. important to me. I think I really actually want to – I think I have a – pretty good understanding of how cameras work. I could explain it to a lot of people, but I want to understand the math behind it, and mm-hmm. I don't really understand the math behind it. I understand how to play with the numbers, but I don't really know what the numbers mean and why they made those scales and why they operate in those scales. Right. But yeah. This summer's a great opportunity for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just don't even know. Like, I don't even know that that's a field that's studied that much. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because I have to look around. I bet it is, but... Yeah, you'll have to look for resources. Yeah, but that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I guess then let's keep it moving in terms of location. And actually, we're running, we're, we got to head towards graduation yeah. soon. So <laughs> we'll probably cut the location part. Let's keep moving to maybe. Let's do a regret. Yeah, let's do a regret. So I'll where would you. Regret. Okay, go for it. Up what I'm talking about. Okay, I go spent for a it. lot of time in college trying to get this job. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I got the job. And I'm not, I don't, I don't really think of this as a regret. I'm happy I spent the time in business council. and mm-hmm doing you know these orgs and whatnot but making this podcast has realized i didn't devote enough time to actually making things this year has been a good amount of time towards that and not all of it was strictly making things you know i did things for geese and i made things for geese but making things and making i keep saying things making cool shit like this podcast 
helping geese out with their programs. It doesn't even have to be your own type of thing. Mm-hmm. Made me realize that I like doing that. And a lot of that is to do with my creative drive and not making enough time for art. And yeah, I've talked about, I'm, I need to do this in the summer. And I wish I would have maybe chosen a path that forced me to do it more. It's a little bit like the minor that I did. It was great, but I burned through those classes because I like doing them freshman right. and sophomore year. Right. And so the last two years have really just been tough for me school-wise because I don't really want to be in any of those classes. So I wish my only regret is maybe I would have done a different major and and maybe I would have listened to myself a little bit more and done something like architecture or the one that I wish I knew about was industrial design because mm-hmm. I think it combines a lot of the factors that I had to consider, which was, all right, what is my what do my parents want, which is a valid concern when they're paying for school. Right. And what do I want? And industrial design, to anyone out there that is facing a similar thing, is I think a sick path because it's half engineering and half art. And the cool thing about the art school is you can kind of do any class to fulfill a lot of the requirements. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just go down rabbit holes of classes, which is what I did with my minor in photography. Yeah, dude, I'm totally with you. I think I totally regret my major. I think business schools are a waste of time and <laughs> people should not go into business schools. Uh, I think there's they're good for getting a career and a job, but I think there's so much more you can learn from college and so much more that you can come out of feeling passionate about and enjoying. I wish that I'd studied something else, probably also like physics or computer science or something along really in the engineering route. And we talked to a couple of rocket engineers the other day, and yeah. that made me really, really regret that. Um, but I think all aside, I think focusing a lot on grades in college was another regret of mine. There's, you know, you need some type of reflection and some type of scale to base your ideas on. But I think I focused overly hard on grades, overly hard on tangible results and lost track of, again, like those intangible results that are going to serve you much better in life. I think I'll leave it there. I think we can keep moving. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, what would you say are your most significant achievements in college? So, yeah, we, I was kind of confused with this question, so I took it my own route. And the first thing I thought of was actually making friends in college. I always thought of myself as someone that could make friends, but coming to college was the first real test. Mm. And it'll be even more of a real test when I leave college. Yeah. But coming into college, I knew no one. I moved myself in. And <laughs> I was so scared to talk to anyone that... When I couldn't find the dining hall for the first three days, <laughs> I ate eat? Subway. No way. What? <laughs> because I was too scared to talk to anyone. I didn't wow. know anyone. Yeah. My roommate hadn't arrived yet. Wow. When he arrived, he thankfully like showed me where it was. And <laughs> thank, thank God he was a cool person because yeah. he introduced me to other people and I was able to make friends and now I'm here, right? So, right. <laughs> holy hell. That's if awesome. I, if I didn't meet him and a lot of, yeah, shout out Danny. Honestly, he, he's he been a big part of my, I'm still really close to him. Yeah. Random roommate, didn't know him. Yeah. He said, maybe, uh, I'll quote him on this. He said the reason he picked me on the website was I had the most normal looking name out of everyone. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'll leave it up to you guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, college, I, I've told you this, I'm an introvert. I still am. Mm-hmm. People might not think that, but in my heart, I am. Mm-hmm. And things like CMN 101, public speaking yeah. 101, made me so nervous. My class was only seniors. Right. Oh, me. my gosh. And so it was 10 times worse for me. I hated public speaking. Right. This I class was nerve-wracking, guys. Like, maybe I was sweating, too. Like, first day, they made you get up in front of class and give 
they called it extemporaneous speeches where you just had to come up with them on the spot and speak to people. And it was great. I thought I, I learned a ton of like about how to actually do that, but it was so uncomfortable. It was wildly uncomfortable. Wildly, yeah. And a part of me loved that the class went online because we only had to take <laughs> videos, but it did teach me a lot. Yeah. And I just, I just, I'm proud of myself, honestly, for just making friends and meeting people. Hell yes. Yeah. I love that. I think it was more difficult than I let myself um, onto, and I don't mm-hmm. think about it enough. And then my other thing, I don't want to keep dragging this on, but mm-hmm. my other thing is buying my own stuff. Uh, this has always been important to me. Ever since I was little, I wanted to buy my own phone, buy my own. I don't know why, but. Just be fully self-supported. Yeah. I just love the idea of it. And yeah. I recently bought my own laptop, which was like close to three grand. Right. Which was, I mean, that's not anything to anyone. The cost doesn't mean anything, but it just means a lot. Like I was just using it today. And I was like, holy shit. Like this laptop is fire. And I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, like I bought like. Most of my stuff I pay for. Yeah, those That's are probably the two feeling. most significant achievements. So I took it very differently. <laughs> and uh, I think let's try to be pretty concise from here just so okay, we're not, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we don't it show up. It is 4.14. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get ready for graduation. We're supposed to be at graduation at 4.30. So. Did you drive here? <laughs> let's keep going. What? Did you drive here? No, I biked. Okay, we'll have to run. I'll have to run back. But <laughs> I'll let's have keep to bike. going. Uh, so my two most significant achievements uh, have happened in the last semester. In, and I've really realized them in the last semester. So one, I think this podcast has been one of the biggest I think this has changed my life, honestly, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think it's made me enjoy creating. I think it's the conversations that we've had with people. I now have a conversation with an everyday person, and I'm so present in the conversation. Like, I listen to exactly what they're saying. It all kind of, like, clicks in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can – and it feels like I need to have conversations that are real now. Like, I need to have conversations with substance. And I think that's going to, like, kind of a life-changing realization yeah. that a lot of these conversations that we have, there's not much to them. When you make a podcast, when you have really cool people in your life, that's something that I like really need to have now is just smart, interesting, cool people in my life because mm-hmm. I've almost like uh, I've become my tolerance is built yeah. up for something um, <laughs> in the most uh, in the most drug addicted way. <laughs> um, and then second, I think the biggest thing that I've learned from college is just seeing the enjoyment and learning and thinking and grappling with fun, interesting problems in your head and using that as a way to kind of get better at decision making and get better at at all that uh, stuff that matters in your regular life. I think that's going to be a lifelong process for me. And I'll probably end up back in school just because I love learning and love love going through that. So next question then, what did you like? I think something that we see and something that I've noticed a lot about being in college is there's people that you really don't like, right? There's people that you end up doing things that that are kind of shady or that are just pin them as not a great person. And then there's things that actually people do and make you feel great. And they're things that you remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a jump in with a little quote. The yep. quote is, it's by this author. Her name's Glennon Doyle. Okay. Um, the quote is, stop asking people for directions they have never been. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So if someone hasn't gone somewhere, why would you ask them how to get there? And that's what I think about when I think about what I listen to and absorb from different people. Okay. And when I think about those things, I think of three main things. Okay. First one um, Shout out Jack Kelleher. A text can go so far. Mm. It doesn't matter what it's about. You don't know what a text about anything that someone has coming up in that day could do for someone and how it can make them feel. And then the other thing that he does so well is celebrating other people. Mm. It can be like this year. I see it all the time. It's like some random freshman in BC's birthday. I don't know him. 
and he's going. He's going to Joe's to go celebrate them. He's right. going to Joe's to go celebrate people like that he barely knows. Showing love to, to everybody. Twice. Yeah. Everyone. And you do it when you can. You know, not everyone has the time to do that every day. Mm-hmm. And he does that so well. He just balances it. He figured out that I think, or he just knows that spending, you know, like 10 minutes somewhere can mean the most to someone. Yeah. And so he does meaningful things like that. I love that. The second thing, being willing to teach people. I'll shout out Jacob Swinney here, who is the reason that I'm even in consulting. Mm. Taught me how to case interview and eventually became a case interviewer with Geese. And that's not what I care about, though. What I've really loved about him is he has really just no, like, I mean, oh man, he basically taught me how to go to the gym. And he showed me why it doesn't have to be such a big experience or something scary or something to even prepare for. Right. And how it can be concise and an integrated part of your day Mm. and just to do things in a very quick way. And he taught me, like he brought me to the gym um, with him. He's told me before, he's like, like before we worked out together, he's like, I don't like bringing people to the gym. It slows me down a little bit. Mm. And he would still bring me. Shout out to real homies. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, honestly. And now I can go to the gym by myself. Mm -hmm. I love still going to the gym with him, but I don't, need to go to the gym with him and that's because he taught me how to go to the gym that's awesome um, i think it's a really scary thing if you've never been to the gym and you go and there's all these different weights and exercises yeah you're scared to look like an idiot and uh so be someone that teaches someone and they might slow down whatever you're doing but absolutely be someone that, be someone that takes uh takes on that response there's a quote uh something along the lines of go slowly or go quickly go by yourself and you'll go fast go with others and you'll go far mm. And I, like I think that's something that we lose. I lost track of early in college trying to really move through subjects and read a lot and go to classes and all that stuff. And when you take time to be generous with those around you and take time to, you know, like Jacob in your case or in my life, there's people that spend a lot of time with me, just very generous with their time. Like people that are really cool, like are doing really important stuff and just take time to be generous. It makes you feel like you can do just as much as they're doing and to learn it and et cetera. So it also makes you better, right? When you teach somebody something, you know it that much better because you've had to explain it to somebody else. So yeah. I love that. That's also one of mine. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. Um, that's honestly, I think, all I had. Okay, I'll sweet. pass it on to you. Okay, yeah, yeah. That I was think, one of yours. Yeah, so that was a good transition then. Uh, that was one of mine. Uh, so people being generous with their time. The second one is seeing the best in people and not noticing the worst. So when you look at somebody as a friend, the things that are the best about them is what you should be celebrating about them and mm. smiling about and enjoying time with them and not dwelling on the things that you don't like about them. Yeah. I read a quote the other day or like read something from somebody that judging and it really stuck with me was judging other people is just a way to make yourself feel better. Yeah. It's like talking it whatever crap about somebody's like, yo, it's just trying to make yourself feel better. So not judging them and saying, oh, like they're aware of that already, right? We're all aware of our shortcomings and everything and just seeing the best in that person and really bringing that up because that's how people get better is just, feeling the love on what they're good at and growing from there. Yeah, I like Uh, that a lot. And then secondly on that, uh, this is a small thing, but just like giving people compliments and little compliments stick out sometimes for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Someone says you're good at something. Someone says something really nice about you and it builds who you are. And when you hear that for yourself, it literally builds part of your personality and part of your identity around it. So tell somebody what you think about them. Uh, Be generous with compliments. Be generous with your time and notice the best in people forget about the worst because they're working on it they're trying to get better yeah i love that jack keller said something once that was like 
everyone's trying their best. Right. They're, no one's trying to be a bad person. Yeah. And so realize that and recognize that people are acting in their best interest. And yeah. Just trying to be a good person. Definitely. Finally, Let's, getting into the last two questions. Do we wish we started the podcast earlier? I think this is going to be a pretty easy answer. Yeah. Mine was yes, but also maybe. Because okay. I say that because I don't know what it would be like. Yeah. And I don't know that starting it earlier. I mean, who knows what it would have been like. Yeah. I, maybe it would have flourished and we would be where we are today. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty um, good spot other than the fact that I think we could have had more episodes, mm-hmm. which is what that would have done. But also, like, I don't know whether I would have valued making things as much because I didn't understand that. Yeah. I was chasing, you know, trying to be like, I don't know, like recruitment chair in business council. Like, I had very <laughs> different priorities back then. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it would have fizzled out or something like that. I don't like that idea. Yeah. And so maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but it's a tough It's a tough thing to say. I can say that if I had the, I had the confirmation that it would go smoothly, I'd say yes, because it would have shown me the importance of making time um to to create cool content and i think ignited my reignited honestly my will to like build things earlier yeah and i think uh, same thing here it's tough to know i put yes with a bunch of exclamation parts in my notes (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's been the community that we've met along the way of people that are also willing to hop on the podcast or people that are creators or etc the creativity that sparked in us and then just the conversations i think if we'd had that sooner I mean, right now it's feeling life-changing for me, but moving into the future also, I think it's going to be an awesome thing. Yeah. Um, finally, advice. Yeah. Let's keep it concise. Yep. I'll go first. <laughs> Another thing um, Swinney once told me was be stupid enough not to know your limitations. Mm. Don't limit yourself by thinking you can't do something. You govern your thoughts, and you have no idea where you can go. Just uh, you've told me this anecdote before about the guy with the SAT score. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets his score and it's like a fifteen something. Goes and accomplishes everything. Goes to grad school. Gets a fire job. Whatever is like highly decorated at the end. Gets a letter back five years later from the college board and it says, "Hey, your score was actually like four hundred points lower or something right. like that. Three hundred right. points lower." Yeah. And. If someone had told him that earlier, who knows where he would be? Yeah. You know, just that one launch pad, you just need one thing to happen. And mm-hmm. then who knows where you'll go from there? Number two, chasing the idea of consistent satisfaction with your day and what you are like right now, wherever you are. And it's just the, the summary of it is you chase peace and not happiness. And that's because happiness like a lot of other things, success, all these things are fleeting feelings. You can't control them. You don't, happiness will always come and go. Um, and it's something that you don't really have a lot of control over. I'm moving to mine then. One first quick, easy one. Call your mom. Call your parents. It's true. It's something that falls by the wayside for a lot of us, but they love you. Like they want to hear from you. Call your parents. Number two, carry books around. And what I mean by this is, we're not all going to read, right? Not, not everyone loves to read or not everyone likes to read. But one thing I've benefited from a lot in college is just carrying physical books around. People have started to see me as somebody that knows things or that they want to talk to or like that I uh, that I read. And it served me well. Like I've just been invited to places because people think I'm smart and mm-hmm. I'm pretty smart. right? Like I've done pretty well in college. But at the same time, I'm probably just the same as 
most people in college. And being that person that presents some type of identity around caring about learning and caring about school and those things and creating, in this case, around the podcast, doing those things in public, I think, is an awesome way to project that identity. So whatever it is for you, carry that thing around, carry books, do that in your life. I love that. And then lastly, honestly, I'll leave it there. I think, I'm gonna, I think I'll, I'll <laughs> cut it. I'll leave it, it there. So with that, service tension signing off. So uh, service tension signing off at the university. We're going to have episodes coming up in the next few weeks from professors still at the university. Some really exciting conversations. Tune in for those. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you when we see you. <laughs> signing off, University of Illinois. All right, we got to run. <laughs> we got to run. Sure. Graduation. Hey, are you still listening? If so, you've reached the end of the episode. As usual, you can find all of our updates on Instagram at surfacetension.pod and look for future releases on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 